Well, hi, everybody, and thanks for joining us for week 14 of Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bag. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training, and my very special guest today is Mr. Phil Grammatica, or as we call him, the Chief. Uh, We are located in Southern Oregon in the Medford White City area, and as always, I invite you to share your comments, ideas, or any kind of communication at podcast at wits-and.com. That's witsand.com. A couple things of business to take care of. We have a CPR class coming up on February the 16th, and we do have spaces available. You need to do this. I did it. It's one of the best things I've done in a long time. It's got me thinking about stuff I have not really thought about in a while. And in an emergency situation, I don't want to be that guy who stands there and freezes. I want to be able to help my friends and help my family, or even a stranger, if you're in a supermarket or the bank, uh, as well as being aware of that information for just personal growth. Click the link to register. It is a first-come, first-served class. It's non-refundable. And did I mention it's 50 bucks? money well spent. I talked about this last time. I want to remind you again, we have added both the defensive scenario class schedule and our CHL session schedule all the way until next December. So now uh, this is a good time to book the times you want to ensure you get in the class. And Phil, I understand those defensive scenarios are different every time. Yes, they are, Bill, uh, purposefully. Because the same thing doesn't happen the same way every time. And it's better to prepare yourself in a defensive scenario for things that essentially you hadn't planned for, but you have to react to. And that's the major reason we change things every time. Makes a lot of sense. And I know I've gone through these classes. I can give you a personal endorsement. I think it is an excellent use of my time. I've learned a lot of things that, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, are so worthwhile. I want to thank you for that. Okay, you know, we talk about a lot of things on this program that we need to have and we need to keep in good order and we need to maintain. Uh, One of the key points is involved in any item for a survival situation. It has to be maintained and working properly, like your car. You can't have bad fan belts or I'm going to fix it the next time stacking up on your car in case you've got a bug out. Fresh batteries in those lights and flashlights, absolutely. Keep the recharger at at peak condition. But what about the most important piece of equipment? You, your body, your attitude. I'm going to talk after we visit with Phil about having a good survival attitude. We began with this the last time, and the physical aspect. I know Phil came in earlier, and we talked about it, and I began doing just three of the exercises that he mentioned, and already I'm seeing a very positive benefit for it. So he's back today, and he's going to uh, share some information with you on some basic stretches and some basic movements you can do as your first step to getting back in shape. Now, it's important because we live in a legalistic society. If you're going to undertake any advanced fitness program, injuries may occur as with this specific program, and by practicing this program, you're waiving liability to Phil Grammatica or www.witsend. 
com. Now, this is a program. This isn't something we just pulled out of the trees. This is a recommended program that has worked for a lot of other people. And, you know, hey, it may not be right for you. So, as I did, I recommend anyone consult a physician before undertaking any new fitness program. And with that said, I'm just going to sit back and shut up and turn it over to Phil because uh, he's got some really good information for you on uh, how to keep the old body moving so you aren't a casualty. Thanks, Bill. Moving forward, let's talk about starting a fitness program. If you haven't exercised in quite a while or maybe you've thought about going out and joining a gym and lifting weights and things of that nature, understand that to get started, you really should let your body warm up. And warming up in our fitness environment means stretching. And every stretch has its value. The old physics theory says every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Same theory when it comes to physically working out. What we want to do is work front and back, top to bottom, to where everything becomes balanced and flexible. That's where we're going, trying to be flexible and at the same time gain some strength without having to lift weights or do things like that. Our bodies are dynamic, so let's do dynamic exercises. Let's move forward there. And we're going to go top down again to bottom up, feet, and so on. And understand <clears throat> that when you do these exercises, don't bounce. Don't jump up and down. Don't try and do them hard. Do them smoothly. Let your muscles be used and then relaxed calmly. If you ever tied a rubber band up, really tighten and let it go and watch it go zing as it unwound itself, your muscles will do the same thing. So keep that in mind as we do these, these exercises. All right? And keep in mind a really good habit to get into is breathing. Breathing's important. Breathing is good. And uh, good breathing maintains a, a really proper heart rate. And in order to do that, what you want to do is certainly breathe in the proper manner. And it's typically a 12-second exercise. And what that means is you're going to breathe in through your nose for about four seconds. You're going to hold that breath for about four seconds. And then you're going to exhale out of your mouth for about four seconds with your mouth open, lips parsed. That'll slow down your heart rate, it'll calm down your system, and now you're ready to go into some exercises. Just to demonstrate what good breathing is, it's a normal respiratory exercise as compared to inhale, <gasps> exhale, <sighs> that doesn't do you any good. So let's remember breathing properly is really a wonderful right thing to do. Last time we started off, and I would like to start off every time with what we call a head roll. It's where you put your chin down on your chest and you rotate your head right all the way around to where your chin comes back down on your chest again on the left. And then we're going to reverse the process. We're going to go start on your chest, move left to right, and bring it all the way around. Let it take a few sessions. Okay, let's move off that shoulder roll down into what we call a shoulder stretch. Very simple one to do. You can sit, you can stand. If it works really well for you, great. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to exercise your shoulder front, shoulder back, and your upper back. We're simply going to stand up. We're going to take an arm, let's say our right arm, and rotate it fully across our body, straight out, and hold it in with the other hand. We're going to pull it towards us. We're going to hold it for about a 10-second count. Then what we're going to do is very smoothly let it come back and come down. This time we're going to pick up the same arm, 
but we're going to rotate the thumb down and bring it over and pull it into us with the other arm. Feel the difference in the shoulder rotation? Shoulder strength? Now we'll bring it back down and we'll go to the other side. In this case it'll be your left hand, left arm, straight out, thumbs up. Pull it into your body. Hold it on mass. Let it back. Revolve slowly. Don't let it snap back. Put the arm down. Now let's do it again with a thumb down on the left arm. The thumb rotation even though it seems insignificant, it is significant when it comes to the back of your shoulder. You're rotating and exercising everything from your thumb all the way up to your shoulder and across your back. You can feel it if you pay attention. And come back around and let it back down. And hold each one of those for about 10 to 15 seconds. They're really good for you. Next thing is, let's take the whole body and do a shoulder rotation, which is really good for your rotator cuff okay, and your shoulder joints. It's a great range, you know, it's a great one to do, and this will get us into all 360 degrees of your shoulder motion. It's a pretty simple thing. Almost as if somebody told them, put your hands up, but put your arms straight out, then bring your hands up above your elbows. Once you have that, let's do a rotation to the right and hold it. Let's do come back and go fully rotated to the left and hold it. Now let's come back to the center. Let the arms come down, not completely, but at the elbows, and do the same rotation, right? And then rotation left, all the way around. Hold them for a few seconds to where you can really feel some pressure on your back muscles. And then come back to a standard position and relax. Now let's move into some torso twists. It's a pretty easy situation. I'm going to put our arms up, straight up together. And we're just going to move one hand in in front of us. One elbow in in front of us. Our right elbow in front of us. Arms are still at a 90 degree function. We come back. We move the left arm hand straight up into the middle of our body. Hold it. Just let it feel it. Exercise that muscle. And then come back. And slowly allow your arms to come down. How do those shoulders feel right now? Relax. The exercises feel really good. Let's get into some triceps <clears throat> and back stretches. <clears throat> Pretty simple thing. Put both arms behind your head. Grab your right elbow with your left arm and pull it in and hold it. Your hands down behind your neck. Now let it out and release. And take that right hand, put it down behind your head and pull it with your left hand. It's a really great torso and upper back stretch. All right, now we're going to move into the lower back just like we did last week. Or last time I did one of these, not necessarily last week. Okay? What I want you to do is get on the floor. You get to lay down. Pretty simple. I want you to lie on your left side. On your left side, take your right leg, extend it straight out at 90 degrees to your hip. Put it down, stretch it, hold it for 15 seconds. I bring that right, arm, right leg back, put it down on the floor, and turn over on your right side. Let's move that left leg over and up 90 degrees and hold it for 15 seconds. Come back in, let your legs go down. You've just done a lower back stretch that does wonders for you. It'll help you avoid those situations where you go to pick something up, it's a little heavier than you thought it was, or you're in the wrong position to pick it up and you hurt yourself. You're going to create a little strength and movement there. 
we're still on the floor. We like that. It's comfortable. We're going to do hip and outer thigh stretches. Pretty simple exercise. Sit up. Cross your left leg over your right leg. Reach down with two hands below the knee and above the knee and pull it towards you. Pull that knee towards you. It's a wonderful exercise. Hold it again for 15 seconds. Let it down. Now let's repeat it with the other leg. Okay, I understand that some of this is in fact complicated uh, when you hear it verbally, but we will post some pictures on the website to help you visualize and then perhaps better execute these exercises rather than listen to me trying to define it for you. Pictures are great. <laughs> I like pictures. Most people do. We're going to get back up. We want to do, <clears throat> all of us have heard about our Achilles heel. What we want to do is strengthen that Achilles tendon. We're going to go into an Achilles tendon stretch. We're going to stand with one foot two to three feet in front of the other, with both feet pointing in the same direction that you're facing. (laughs) Put most of your body weight on your leg that is behind you, stretching the calf muscle. Now bend the rear leg slightly. You should now feel the stretch in your heel. This stretch helps prevent Achilles tendonitis a severe injury that will sideline most people for about four to six weeks. Now let's come back to relax. Let's switch feet. Which one's in front, which one's in back. And again, stand with the one foot, two to three feet in front of the other. And with both feet pointing in the safe direction that you're facing, put most of your body weight on the leg behind you, stretching the calf muscle. Now bend the rear knee slightly. You should now feel a stretch into your heel. And again, that helps prevent Achilles tendonitis. And hold these for about 15 seconds on that stretch. It's all good. Since we're standing up, <laughs> let's go into a standing exercise. It might You might need a wall nearby to help you if you're really not particularly balanced, if you would. And the stretching exercise is going to help your flexibility from your knees up. Stand on one leg. Let's say your left leg. Take your right leg and bring it up. Reach down and grab your foot and pull it up to your buttocks. Create a stretch in there. Or, you know, if you can't get it all the way up, just get it as far as you can and still be comfortable. If you need to hold on to a wall, that's just fine. If that doesn't work for you, trust me, you can get down on the floor. Just lay down on your stomach and pull that same exercise of pulling that foot up to your buttocks. And reverse the other leg and hold each one of those for 15 seconds. We're creating flexibility. We're actually creating strength also. It's one you can do standing, holding on a wall, holding on a kitchen counter, or lying down on your stomach and pulling those tendons to you. As a footnote, the repetitions on all of these exercises should be 3 to 5 to start with and then work up to 7 to 10. And as we said the last time, remember, a lot of these exercises you can do while you're watching TV during the commercials. So you can still see your program, but you get your exercise time in where you normally might have gone to the gym or something like that. So just be good to yourself. You know, as I think about that, a lot of those things you can do at work. I find that I have one of those jobs that I sit all day. And sitting constantly is just almost a death sentence. You don't move. You don't exercise, you aren't circulating, I end up being 
creaky and stiff. So I think what, so I think doing these at work is a really practical and positive idea. And there's so many surfaces. Like there's a table in this room. I have a desk. Uh, there's plenty of walls. I actually work in a place that has walls. So <laughs> we're good to go there. Thank you for coming in today, Phil. I appreciate it. I want to go into a little depth on mental preparedness, uh, both for you and for the family. And I also want to remind everybody that now is the time to get registered for some of these classes. And as Phil mentioned, we are going to get some pictures because some of this stuff can be difficult in just listening. But when you look at the picture, you go, oh, yeah, you pull your leg up to your, uh, towards your body. And as I want to reiterate what Phil said, there is no jerky motions. You're not looking like a break dancer. You're moving almost like Tai Chi. You're moving slowly. As I look at some of these things, it's almost like you're doing exercises on a machine without the equipment. That thing where you're moving your arms back and forth. They have that machine at the gym. But you don't need a machine. You can move your arms back and forth. So, Phil, thank you for coming in today. Really appreciate it. Let's move on and look at that mental preparedness. I appreciate the time, Bill. Uh, Thank you for having me in again. And uh, look forward to the next session. We're going to turn this section back over to you because you're the mentally prepared guy. (laughs) Well, I don't know how mentally prepared I am. But uh, I do want to share with our listeners a couple things that happened. If you heard the first one of these we did, we talk about daily affirmations, daily ideas of reminding ourselves the things we can do. I can do this. I'm making progress. Things like that. Uh... The first section you heard with Phil, Phil and Sandra came in and all three of us sat here on Wednesday and uh, we did the first section. On Thursday, I got a wild hair and decided I was going to ride my bicycle to work and managed to slam into an iron rail and pay a little visit to the urgent care and take care of all of those things. The reason I share this with you is not, oh, poor Bill got a boo-boo, but The mental preparedness I've been doing really kicked in. Now, yes, a lot of this is lifestyle, life training, life choices. But since I've started these podcasts, uh, which has been 14 weeks now, plus the couple of months run up to getting them actually rolling, I've started changing the way I think about things. So after the accident, I'm lying on the pavement with one leg through a guardrail. I'm doing my mental inventory. I'm doing my assessment. I'm doing a systems check, if you will, see what moved, what didn't, what hurt, what didn't. I was able to, and this is fascinating, one of the things I checked locally was the water quality in Bear Creek. Now, I know Bear Creek, uh, it runs right along the bike trail I was on, and it was very, very cold because it was a cold day. I think it was like 37, 38 when I was riding, and that makes the water temperature almost freezing. So, I knew I could put cold water on an injury, but I also knew that the water was really, really bad, and I shouldn't be putting my hands in there if I had a skin break, if I had a cut. So I had the presence of mind to take off my gloves, find out I had some serious bruising, my hand was turning into a catcher's mitt, but I was able to take a plastic bag out of my lunch group, put my hand in it, and put that in the creek. That really reduced both the pain and the swelling. Putting it in, 
putting it out. I also found that the rear brake on my bicycle didn't work anymore, and I had to ride home approximately five miles before I could take care of anything else. And some of the trainings and some of the skills and my daily affirmations, okay, you can do this, I think in a much better situation than I would have six months ago. That's lesson number one. This stuff really works. This stuff has value. This is something you use every day. It also showed me how quickly things can change. Oh my goodness, I'm riding to work. I'm having a good day. I'm losing weight. I'm getting healthy. All of that. And boom, I'm sucking pavement. Nobody's fault. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was my fault. Uh, I hit a rock and that threw the front tire sharply to one direction and the direction happened to be the metal guardrail. Any of you who heard the burst of profanity when I went down, I do apologize for that. Thank you for stopping. That's sarcasm. Nobody did. But this shows you how quickly things can change. I went from a perfectly planned, well-organized day to sitting in urgent care waiting for x-rays. On the very same note, on Wednesday afternoon, after we did our initial recording, I was talking over some of these ideas. This was really interesting. They said they could not get their family to buy into this. And I said, what do you mean? And I said, they think I'm crazy. They think I'm a doomsday guy. And I hope we don't sound like doomsday people. We're not looking for Armageddon or the zombie apocalypse. We do realize there's things that happen. There's life changes that can happen very quickly. Let's look at the government shutdown. You can be out of a job through no fault of your own, or income, at least, from a job through no fault of your own, and you have to be prepared. And that's what we're talking about, being prepared to deal with emergencies, like I was prepared to deal with an unexpected injury and emergency situation. The question that came up, and this is something I'd like you, the listener, to to kind of chew on and use that podcast email link in the description and let's talk about this a little i said what are you going to do and he said i don't know because in an emergency here's the important part i can't just leave them but they're going to slow me down something fierce and we're all going to be in trouble now stop and think about that could you leave your family and save yourself. I could not do that. This co-worker said they could not do that. They were worried, how do we get our families involved? And the other part of that was, you can't save everybody. If you have prepared, if you have really gotten involved and really worked hard in an area, uh, you got a store of supplies, well, you can open that supply cabinet and feed the neighborhood for a couple of weeks, Or you can feed your whole family for six months. This brings us to some very serious ethical discussions, soul-searching, looking at your own personal values, your own personal integrity, your own personal ideas. I decided years ago that there's no way I would abandon my family. I've actually talked to people since. Today is Saturday when I'm finishing up this segment. And he said, yeah, hey, it's got to be. And I couldn't believe it. It's like I was talking to a totally different person. It changed my idea of who this person was. 
So for next time, along with the other things we're going to be discussing, stop and think what preparation means long term, both for things like happen to me, an emergency, unexpected situation. It's not the end of the world. It's not the zombie apocalypse. I just had to limp home uh, on a broken bicycle. How are you going to deal with long-term stresses, with family stresses? And more importantly, how do you bring your family into this discussion? So a little soul-searching, a mild concussion, and no breaks. Thank you very much. Hey, I've gone just about as far as I can go in this time slot. I want to thank you for tuning in. I'd like to invite you to share this information with your friends and your family. And I'd like you to come on back next week because we've got more fun ahead. And Sandra's ready to help us out with those homeopathic uh, medications and healing things that you can use when Rite Aid is closed or when the banks are closed and you don't have any money to go, even if this drugstore is open. There's lots of other remedies available. We're going to explore that. That's it for this week. As usual, I'd like to remind everybody you can share this program. You can put it on Twitter. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it up at work if you want to. What you can't do is resell or rebroadcast this as your own because we are copyright refused to be a victim personal protection training 2019. All rights reserved, void where prohibited, some assembly required, your mileage may vary. <laughs> right. Thanks. We'll see you next week, and if I don't see you then, I'll see you out at the range. Bye-bye.